Hey, John from FatSexBlog.com. Today I want to talk about schedules and why I loathe them and bright shiny object syndrome. And yes, they are related. Some time ago, I decided I needed to really cut back on my daily schedule. I had, uh, I, would, I don't want to say it was ever a rigid schedule, but I had a daily routine and schedule. And, it, and most importantly, and worst of all, I had expectations put on myself, which increased the stress in my life. In this business, this content publishing business that I do, which is basically publishing niche sites, is all about being a lifestyle business. Now, that doesn't mean I don't work hard. I do work hard, but I focus on the work that I enjoy. That's why I chose the model I did. If you are a content publisher, just getting started, and you don't like it, find something you like because it make a big difference. You're going to spend a lot of time at this and hopefully many, many years. So uh, I like it. I gravitated toward it very, very quickly. I like it. I work hard at it. But at the same time, I like to minimize and as much as I can eliminate expectations. So what does that mean? Well, it means my schedule is more or less clear every single day. I show up to work and for the most part, there is only one thing I need to do each and every single day, five days a week, often seven days a week, and that is get one article published. If I do nothing else, and I've said this many, many times before, it's a productive day. I get that one article published, whether I wrote it or whether a writer wrote it or article service submitted it to me, whatever it is, it gets published on a website because adding content to my portfolio sites, that's what's going to grow the business in the long run. Most days I publish two, three, four, sometimes even more articles, but my expectation is really low. And that really frees up a lot of stress and expectations of myself. So my threshold is one per day. And that's it. Having a schedule, especially if it's just 10 o'clock, I'm going to do keyword research. Two o'clock, I'm going to write an article. It's four o'clock, I'm going to write an email. Tuesday, I'm going to do a video. Wednesday, video and podcast. That is not a week that I would look forward to. Because I'm forcing myself to do stuff that I'm not really feeling like I want to do. It's, it's a job. And the reason we want to get out of jobs is because we're forced to do stuff we don't really want to do when we don't want to do them. And that's a big deal. There's a lot of jobs where probably most of it, I actually don't mind really doing it. But the big problem is, is that I got to do a lot of the stuff when I don't really feel like doing it. So for instance, today, I actually had no plans to do a podcast. But since I stopped doing them a couple months ago, it's been, it's been a while. Had some emails, people saying, hey, John, you know, are you going to get the podcast going again? I appreciate that. It's very nice. That means there's some people out there who like to listen to them. And I received one today. And that was the straw that broke the camel's back and got me. Pull out the old mic and put out another podcast. Now, am I going to put one out tomorrow? I don't know. I may not put another one out for a couple of weeks. I don't have a set schedule. I am not going to say to Fat Sox readers, Every week I put out a podcast on Monday, Wednesday, Friday. I'm going to put a video on Tuesday and Thursday. I'm going to put out an email three times a week. I'm not going to do that because if I promise all of that, I'm going to let people down when I don't do it. And I can tell you for a fact, if I tried to do that, I'm going to let a lot of people down because it's not going to happen. And 
I don't really need that stress in my life. So I like to show up with a clear schedule. I don't book calls. That is like the last thing I will call. I will book a call only if it's absolutely, absolutely critical. Not a big fan of doing interviews. I do do them. Not a big fan of it. Not that I don't actually like doing them when I'm doing them. It's that it's something on the schedule. And I don't like stuff on the schedule. In fact, I rarely even look at the calendar. I forget. That's how little I put on the calendar because I don't want it on there. I don't want anything. I want clear days. I want to show up and just be able to do whatever it is I want to do as long as I get that one article published. So I got a free schedule and it makes for a very relaxing workday. The irony is I get a lot done. So with such a free schedule, one big problem arises and that is I am vulnerable to bright, shiny object syndrome. And over the years, I have wasted weeks and weeks and weeks of my time I'm bright, shiny object syndrome. I've got a good business going on. And I think anybody who's making a few bucks publishing content with niche sites will agree. It's a great, great business. It's fun. It's got potential passive. There's no income ceiling. Get to be creative. Get to be analytical. There's a lot of moving parts, but there's really no stress. You can work at it when you want. There's no barriers to entry. It's not expensive to get started. On and on. I could list the benefits and the advantages of such a business for a long time. But once in a while, grass seems to be greener on the other side. We get an email, maybe a video thing pops up because I subscribe to something sometime and it proposes this whole new concept. It's not related to what I'm doing. I'm all about checking out software and reading about things that actually directly apply to what I'm doing. It's how I learn. It's how I try to adapt and keep moving forward with my business, but it's unrelated. It's, it's a totally different business model, but it just sounds so great. And so I stop everything and I waste a day or a week investigating and maybe even starting something else when I shouldn't, because I got a good thing going on. And it's particularly hard to resist this when you're starting out, because when you're starting out, you're not, you're not probably making much revenue, if any. I didn't make a nickel for 18 months in this niche site business stuff. Yeah, I probably tried, you know, I don't remember the week to week, uh, but I probably tried a lot of different things over that time, even though I knew that I liked the whole content publishing aspect the most, but I've, I've tried different things. These days, it's a lot less frequent that I will go down the bright, shiny object rabbit hole, partly because I've got a really good business going on. So why would I? But it's also because I've set up this very, very strict parameter as to anything that I will consider doing as part of my online business. Remember, this online business stuff is so easy to get distracted, right? I mean, it's so easy to start something new. We can register a domain in minutes. We can get a site put up on hosting in minutes or an hour. And before we know it, we've got a whole new business with, with unlimited potential in our mind that costs us almost nothing, a few bucks, and a little bit of time. And then, but that's when the real work starts. In the meantime, you may have had something that was actually just starting to get a little bit of lift off, but it just wasn't happening fast enough. But you bailed on it at, at just the wrong time to start something new. And if you keep doing this over and over and over and over, before you know it, five years passes and you kind of don't really have anything going on. And that's a big problem. That's happened to a lot of people. Fortunately, I kind of stuck with this writing thing long enough to make it work because writing is something I enjoy. 
if I were really great and loved making videos, I, I would have pursued the, the video channel thing. I think it's a great business. I, I, I'm astonished what people have achieved on YouTube. I think it's amazing. And I watch them and I'm just like, the quality is great. They're entertaining. They're funny, whatever. And my hat's off to them. But video is not my thing. Now, maybe one day it will. Maybe I'll be able to hire someone to help me out with it. But it's not my thing right now. I like writing. So that's what I do. And that's what I've stuck with. So if you like what you're doing, you may be listening, maybe you're in e-commerce and you're listening to this podcast. Maybe, maybe you do run a big YouTube channel, but you're listening to this podcast, whatever it is. If you like it, and even though you don't have the results that you had hoped for, but you like it and you're getting some results, it's probably a good thing to stick with. Don't jump to something else because all of this stuff is hard, hard, hard. Okay. So the big parameter that I put into place to avoid jumping to something different there's really two things. First off, I got to enjoy it. And I know what I'm going to enjoy. I know I'm not really big into editing videos and doing the, 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 all the tech details of getting up the shots and the lighting and all that. That's not my thing. My thing is writing. I, I enjoy the podcasting because I don't have to worry about all the whole visual side. I can just, I can just talk as long as I got a half decent mic to do the job. So if you enjoy it and you're getting some results, it's great. So I have to enjoy it. The second thing is there has to be the potential to where it could become more or less passive. Not, it doesn't have to be 100% passive. My niche sites are quite passive. In fact, they're very, very passive, but I am involved and they do take up my time. In some weeks, I'm completely devoted to them and fat stacks gets put aside. Other weeks, I've got more free time for fat stacks. So it all depends. But the potential for passive with content publishing is huge. You know, you can hire the writers. You can even get to the point where you hire a project manager who basically runs a site and they get trained and they know they know this business inside and out. Maybe they'll even do a better job than you. I haven't gone that route really at this point. I'm still at the helm. But the point is, is these things can be passive. So if somebody promises something that it's that I can tell fairly quickly it's not going to be passive, I'm not interested. I'm not interested in that. Okay, now a good example would be the influencer model. Now, it's a great business. Again, like what some YouTube stars have built up with YouTube, the what some people have achieved with being an influencer on Instagram or TikTok or any of that is, is amazing. It's great. But it is a treadmill business. It's not something you can just sort of hand off to somebody else to do because you are the business. You are the personality and that's hard to get out of. Now, that you're probably thinking, well, John, that's exactly what Fat Sacks is. Yes and no. Yes, and the fact that the podcasts and the videos that I've done and the emails that I write, that is all me. But I am also simultaneously building up Fat Sacks to be passive. Now, would it earn as well? No, it wouldn't. I think the content that I put out is helping the business. I enjoy doing it. And I think that helps. But yes, there is a big passive component to it. And it could be entirely passive. It could just be detailed, in-depth, long blog posts, bringing in the search traffic, building email lists, basically operating very, very similar to niche sites, except the email thing is an additional component that works well with an automated sequence. So yes, it could be passive. So, but the influencer business model is, you know, you've got to put out a video or Instagram stuff and, and you're active or LinkedIn, whatever it is. And it's, it's a treadmill. You're constantly putting up, putting up, putting up. And it's not really a business I'm interested in. Uh, probably also in part because I'm not very really good at it. I'm not particularly good on video. I'm not particularly good with graphic design and Instagram. It's just not my strengths. My strengths are writing for the most part. I'm not the greatest writer in the world either. So for those of you who don't think you're the best writer in the world, you don't have to be the best writer in the world to make content publishing work. So that's also very, very cool as well. 
I never aspired to really be a writer. It just kind of happened. It's something I like doing. So that's it. If I don't see a passive avenue with a particular business model, I'm not interested. That rules out a lot of stuff very, very quickly. And the fact that I need to enjoy it and I know what I enjoy. Now, I've obviously been in this longer than probably a lot of people. So I, I've been able to rule out a lot of stuff. Like I know right off the bat, I'm not into having clients. I see any any business opportunity that has to deal with coaching and getting clients and all that. I don't care how much potential money there is involved with that. I'm not remotely interested. That, that, that would kill the schedule, right? <laughs> I could tell you right off the bat, you got clients, you've got a jam-packed schedule. And if you don't have a jam-packed schedule, you don't really have a business. And I'm not remotely interested in that. So I can rule all that out right away. I can rule out mostly anything that, that depends a lot on buying ads and managing a lot of ad campaigns. I'm not particularly interested in running ad campaigns. I've done it in the past and I would do it again in the future, but it is again, like a treadmill. And that's also something you can outsource, but that can also be difficult to do as well. Anyway, the point is I need to see a path to almost being entirely passive that is a good fit with my skill set, and it's something that I enjoy. And if I could do that, and it's it's a business that I can operate without having to schedule anything, boom, we've got a good fit. And you know what is a good fit? Content publishing. And that's why I stick with it. It's good business. Not going to be built overnight. If you're three months in, don't expect anything. Six months in, keep going. 12 months in, should be seeing a little bit of results. 24 months in, that's when really good stuff starts happening. It's a long, 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 long haul. If you like it and you're getting a little bit of results, a little bit of traffic growth and things are happening, it's probably a good fit. You just got to stick it out. It's hard. It's long. It's really frustrating, but that's how it is. It's not going to happen overnight. So, I like, uh, I know exactly what I want out of this business. I want a clear schedule. I want flexibility. I want autonomy. I don't want a boss. I don't want a partners. I don't want anyone telling me, you know, I have expectations because this results in a lot lower stress. And I'm only telling you this because for two reasons. One is it's possible that this content publishing business, which is basically the only thing I really talk about. And the other reason is, is that if you're like me and, and this is appealing, it, it can actually work. And that content publishing business does offer this for the most part. I do have to work. It's not like I'm not doing anything, but it's really, really low stress. Like there, my, my to-do list, it's kind of long. It's not really that long, but it's kind of long, but most of it's kind of basically unimportant stuff. It's sort of like when I feel like I get to it, and it's going to help, but it's nothing urgent. It's not like a scheduled call that I got to go on. It's nothing that I got to do today. If I get to it next week, that's okay. It's going to benefit, but it's not going to be like a game changer. It's not going to prevent any disaster from happening. So that's the way I like to operate. So I don't like schedules of any sort. There's kind of a cloud over my day, whether it's a call or whether it's a, a self-directed schedule, which is like something I would never do. I would, I, well, you know, like 10 a.m. I got to do this. 12 a.m. I'm going to do this. Maybe it works for some people. Maybe it's motivating, but to me, that just takes the fun right out of it. But at the same time, I got to stay the course. I can't get distracted, and it's easy to do when you got a flexible schedule. Thanks for listening.